Ah, it's just time to get this done. It's the news. According to me. Well, good morning. It is 9.16. Almost 9.17. It's basically 9.17. In case you want to know. Thursday, February 8th, 2024. Here we are this morning. I have, um, oh boy, what a week this has been. I, it's, um, you know, as I said, we got the holidays out of the way and things are going to ramp up. I, I knew that after, after January, um, things are going to really get into it. And they are. And it's going to ramp up even, even more intensely here in the next little while that there's, oh, man, there's some interesting stuff happening right now. Um, there are people coming out of the woodwork on the left, people who voted for Biden, vehemently voted for Biden, who are saying that they regret having voted for Biden now. I mean, we're talking all kinds of celebrities even coming out of the woodwork. Uh, Robert De Niro, I'm sure, will never do that. He, he just his his whole claim to fame right now is the only thing he's got going. I guess he he just had a baby. He's he's uh, is he at 80 years old? He's, he's got to be upwards. He's got to be pushing 80 years old. And he just had a baby. Um, and he's he's all concerned because he's not going to get to see his baby grow up. He's going to hope, hope, hope he lives long enough to see his baby grow up. Yeah, well, you should have thought of that, buddy. Had a baby. That, that's, you know, I, I have no problem with people having a baby. Don't, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> at, at any age, whatever. So that's, you know, and, and he's pl- certainly got plenty of money to take care of the kid. I mean, it's not, it's not like the kid's going to be, but, but the child will not, never really know his father to some degree, but not, you know, I, I don't know. You know, maybe the, guy, maybe the guy's going to live another 10 years. And <clears throat> but it's just, it's just the, the normalcy of it. And I, I don't know. I don't. I, I see a lot of people really, like, really upset with him about it. I'm not that upset about it. I just, I just think it's kind of weird. I, you know, I, I, now I, <clears throat> I mean, you don't they, they look at Abraham and Sarah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, uh, anyway, the. Um, <clears throat> I just, I don't have a problem with people bringing life into the world. It's just sometimes the responsibility of, you know, and then he calls Trump, he has the audacity to call Trump a pig. He's a pig. This guy probably, I'm sure he's just been totally faithful to one woman his entire life. That's, that's, that's what gets me about the hypocrisy of it all. I just, yeah, anyway, the, uh, in my cup, my almost empty cup is, um, it's about, it's a little over halfway, uh, empty. It's a little bit over halfway empty. Is it half full or half empty? It's, it's full. It's, it's got the, the part of it's full of air and the other part's full of fluid. It's, it's full. It's a full cup. See, it's all about perspective. It's not a half full, half empty kind of question. It's a, well, it's half full of water, and it's half, it's half full of chai, and it's half full of air. I, I breathe air, so I kind of like that. That's, that's, that's kind of a good thing. And I drink the chai. I can, I can probably live for a while without the chai. I can't live very long without the air. So to me, the air is more important. It's the most important part of what's in my cup. 
See, I take it up. Just took a breath. Good stuff. Good air. That's some good air in that cup. I have um, chai with uh, Cinnabon creamer. My backup cup this morning, I don't even know what's in there. I, I'm not even sure. I probably should kind of check this thing out, I guess. That's ah, apple cider. <clears throat> I have apple cider in there. It's one of my little sippy cups. It's not a Stanley cup. I don't have the Stanley cup thing. My wife has a cup that's a Stanley knockoff. She doesn't, she doesn't even know. She has, she's had this thing forever. She's, she's into the big cup thing. She's very much into the big sippy cup thing. She has big sippy cups. And uh, she has this one that she, she's had for a while. She, she puts it, of course, when we're going someplace in the car, she puts it in her, her drink holder. Her drink holder and my drink holder are right next to each other. And my cup will not even hardly fit in the drink holder because her cup, it, it's one of those that has a normal bottom on it. And then it expands up to, you know, tw 10 times the size of a normal cup from there on up. So it takes up, and I can't, I have to sit over by the door. I have to kind of scrunch over. It's kind of like sitting next to somebody big on an airplane. That's kind of what that's like. Anyway, I have um, a couple things to talk about this morning. I, the, I would have had the show out about 8 o'clock this morning, but it would have just been me rambling again. I, I decided to actually invest a little time in the show this morning and have a little content for you. <laughs> All you people out there complaining about my <laughs> content. Because, you know, you're paying so much money for this. <laughs> um, my paying subscribers <clears throat> uh, were complaining that I was not giving them what their money's worth. I wasn't giving them their money's worth and not paying anything. That's pretty bad. That's sad. It's like it's, it's taxing them. Yeah. And with that 30 minutes of their life back. So, oh, goodness. So we got, uh, got a couple things to talk about. And it's mostly about Biden and the border and Trump and all that stuff. And it's it's not so much about Biden, the candidate, so much. It's and I because I just I, sorry, this guy's just not a candidate. There, there are people, there are people on both sides of the aisle now. It's and it's interesting to me. Of course, now you've got Joy, this Joy Reid thing. Not Joy Reid, is that her name? I got covered that. She she actually had the audacity to. Uh, I thought I had that. I thought I had that video saved. Guess I don't. She's going on. She's she's going on some kind of show where she got actually got questioned about this. She's while Biden was talking about. She had she had this little thing they put up Biden talking about something else. It wasn't even about the border. Well, no, it was about. The, he was talking about the border. She in the background used the f word. Didn't know the mic was on. Apparently, the I, I bet the uh, producer guy. I see. I know how this stuff. I know how this stuff works. I've, I've been in television studios before, and I've, I've seen how they they have like a pretty little production team there that's on a little booth usually, and they're they're usually doing all that. There's usually a guy behind everybody. There's a guy operating, doing all the operation on the camera, doing all the operation. There's got somebody else doing all the other. It's it's usually somebody in charge of each little thing and the. As they're doing it, everybody's kind of in charge of their little thing to put up everything that they're supposed to do at the right time, whether it's the lower thirds or whatever. It's all that, all that stuff. They're typing in stuff. They're doing stuff, entering stuff. They've usually got it all set up ahead of time. And there's somebody in charge of sound and bringing in, you know, bringing in sounds of other things and all that kind of stuff and, and adding all their stuff in. And there's, there's visuals. There's all kinds of stuff. Clipping from one scene to the next and bringing in 
no, B-roll footage, all this, all this stuff. It's all happening on the fly. Well, apparently the person running the sound uh, didn't shut off her mic. Maybe on purpose. I don't know. Maybe she's always making comments like this. I would imagine she, I, this, I guarantee you this is not the first time she's ever made a comment like this behind the scenes. As Biden is talking, she says, and getting us into another effing war. So she's not happy with Biden. Now, she made the big deal when she came back on the air of apologizing for the F word. That's really not the story here. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it shows kind of how these people really are. And using that kind of language, okay, that's simple. Well, that's just growing up language. No, no, you're that's that's infantile language. That's junior high. I don't like it when anybody look. I've heard Trump use this kind of language. I've heard Vivek Ramaswamy use this kind of language. I think it's childish. Okay, let me just put it that way right now. Sometimes it just, it seems like, yeah, okay, it kind of fits there. It, I, I, I kind of get it. It kind of puts the point across. I get that. At the same time, it seems like it's childish to me. I went through a phase when I was a kid where I had a potty mouth and I thought it was so cool. I, I think I was probably in grade school, four, fifth or fourth or fifth grade, something like that. I, my mouth was, it needed to be washed out every five minutes. I discovered cuss words and I started using them a lot. I was 10 years old. And, and, and if you, you know, if you say the cuss, it's, it's no big deal. If you say cuss word, whatever. Okay. It's just, that's not, you're not going to hell because you said a cuss word. I'm just saying These people who think they're, they're grown up because they're using those words, that's what bothers me. I, I get it if, if, if you know, if, it's, if, it's, if you think it fits the, the moment, that's fine. Whatever. I don't think it's classy. I, I see Megan Kelly all the time. I try to listen to her show, and she's, she's using, and not real vulgar, like, like not real hard. Cuss words, you know, she uses the, the SH word several times in a, in a show or on a, interviewing somebody. She'll use those kind of, that, that kind of language. It's, it's, and it's just, I'm sorry, you know, you dress up, you're all classy looking, trying to look all classy and pretty, which I don't really think she is all that, but it's, she dresses up like that. And then, and then she, you know, that kind of crap comes out of her mouth. It's, it's, to me, it just, it seems like it's almost, it's not very genuine even. It's almost like she's doing it just for gratuity. You know, it's just like a gratuitous cuss word type thing to make her seem like the common person. I, it's, it's, I'm sorry. You just, it, 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 it just doesn't, that uh, doesn't impress me.
not that you not that you have to impress me. That's 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 the whole point of this. What I'm trying to say here, it's not the big deal. I'm just saying, I sorry if you're trying to impress somebody. If we're trying to, you know, it doesn't work for me. It just doesn't. Especially when when you get on your high horse and you start talking about some kind of moral standards. I it just I'm sorry. I just it means less to me. It doesn't it doesn't mean you don't have any any morality or any moral standard. It just it just means it just doesn't. It's harder for me to take it. I just, I'm sorry. I'm just. On a soapbox, I guess, today. Maybe it's just my self-righteousness poking through. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I'm just telling you how it makes me feel. There you go. That's all I can say about that. So Joe Biden, I was, ta- I was talking yesterday about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so I was talking yesterday about this uh, this thing where Joe Biden's walking out of this. It looks like a 7-Eleven. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly. Oh, it's Chinatown store. Uh, what is this? I'm trying to look at this. You know, business hours, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily. This was on February 5th. Some kind of a show. I guess this is in Las Vegas, Nevada. He's, he's in Las Vegas, of course. And this is apparently in the, this says Chinatown store. So apparently, I, he, I assume now he's in Chinatown. We know, probably meeting up with some of his business associates. Wait, what? Why, why would you want to even be seen Walking around Chinatown when you got all this stuff going on with China and Russia. It, it, what, whatever happened, it's, it's almost like he's sticking his finger in it. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm going to walk around Chinatown because you can't touch me. I'm Teflon, man. Look at me with my, my sunglasses on, my aviators. Never flown a plane in his life, I don't think, probably. But he's... He comes doddering out, barely able to walk at this. He's got this one Secret Service guy I've noticed that follows him around quite a bit. And the guy, he just, I've caught him rolling his eyes several times. I, I don't know if he realizes it or not, but he's, you can just tell he just hates, hates the duty he's on. You can just tell. It's like he's there to catch the guy if he falls more than he is, you know, more concerned about him getting shot. <sighs> Poor guy. The the uh, I'm sure he's making good money. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's making plenty, you know, decent money. Probably you know, not Ukraine money, but you know, good money. I guess this whole total border bill thing is like 118 billion dollars. Is that what the, what I'm hearing now? The whole thing and and the majority of that's going to. Ukraine. Some of it's going to Israel. Some of it is going to Gaza. (laughs) I'm surprised they don't have Russian aid in here for some of this. And of course, it's all about getting the border secure. I'll, I'll shut down the border tomorrow. Right now, right this minute, if they pass this bill. This bill has nothing to do with him having the power to shut down the border. Do you realize back in the, back in the Nixon age, you know, we, we usually have, normally we're, we're taking about a million, on, on average, we're taking about a million legal migrants every year. Immigrants. People who come into the country legally, about a million every year. I think, I think right now the, the normal, it's, I think it's one point. One or 1.2 million is what the normal allowance is. 
legally. Not the six million we've got had coming in since the, in the last three years. Three million last year. What has changed since January 20th of 2021? What has changed in the presidential powers? Well, the president himself on day one changed all the rules. And now, oh, I don't have the power. I don't, they got to give me the power to shut down the border. You see, back in, back in the Nixon era, there was actually a, a couple of years, several years, we did not allow any immigrants in. In other words, there was only very special cases. I think the total was, it was, it was less than 20,000. But they let in for several years. They didn't open up immigration again until, until it was, I think it was three years it was shut down. I have to go back. That's just off the top of my head memory thing. It may have been longer, maybe less than that. I don't know. But it, I, there was a time when we, we actually didn't have any. And that was presidential order. The president absolutely has the power to control the border. The president, of course, this administration, <clears throat> if it was all about protecting the border, if he cared at all about protecting the border, it, it's not about that. It's not about not allowing people in. That's not the problem. They don't have a problem with that. The problem is, well, they're not being processed fast enough. We need more agents down there to process, to process all these people. The border's broken because we need, we need more agents to process them. We need to give them a pathway to citizenship. That's AOC, former hip-hop artist, AOC. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Sandy. She, she went by Sandy all of her life until she became a politician. And she, then she had to change it to, because she couldn't be just Sandy Cortez. It had to be Alexandria. She has to talk like this with a little bit of sass in her talk when she talks to certain people. You know what I'm saying? Like she, Talk like that. People. I, I don't know if you've noticed. I have noticed. I don't know. I don't know if any, I thought everybody noticed this, but apparently not. I've, been, I've talked to this about this to a few people that I know. They don't, they don't even recognize this. They don't even realize it. Kamala Harris. When she gives a speech, 90% of the time, depending on who she's talking to, her mannerisms and the way she speaks and her, her cadence and everything is just like Barack Obama. She is imitate. She must have studied him to the nth degree because she is. She never talked like this before. She thought, when she was running, when she was when she was a vice presidential candidate, she, she didn't she didn't talk like this. She has been talking like this more and more ever since. She she's trying to imitate that that bygone era of of Barack Obama. Barack Hussein Obama, Barry, Barry Santos, Santora. She changed his name, you know, because he wanted to become like, more like, anyway, I'm on a real terror this morning. I, I've got, uh, I, I, I waited till my wife uh, went off to work this morning because I knew I was going to be screaming and I, I don't necessarily want to hear, have her hear me down here ranting and raving like a lunatic in the basement. <laughs> she knows I, she, 
she thinks uh, she thinks I'm a lunatic enough already that it doesn't need any more ammo on the. I, I warmed up my chai, but it's just not uh, it's not getting there. So I have a. <clears throat> well, I have this this clip here of Biden. I'm just going to get right into this. And I don't know why he was out in Vegas. I don't I have, I have no idea. Other than I think he was working on voting machines. He had a screwdriver. He was walking around a voting machine somewhere. The the. Uh, I think he's going to uh, – I'm going to play this clip because he – it goes on for a little while. It's about two minutes long, but it's worth listening to. Now, listen listen to the way he's talking. First of all, he says this – his reaction to this debate thing. I wish I could show you the visual on this. I and mean, maybe tomorrow if I do a live video broadcast, I might try to pull this stuff together. I might because I'm just – I'm getting close – really close to being able to do that kind of stuff on the fly. I mean I can do it. I've got all the technology. I know how to do it all uh, for Rumble. And I, But the problem is – Having the time to get it all done, that's get it, get it all put together. I just don't have that kind of time, and I, I'm really considering getting uh, possibly hiring an intern, or else just uh, you know hiring an AI or something. I don't know. Just plug it in the AI thing, and see what it does. So I have um, I got this clip. I'm what's gonna I'm just gonna play it because it's it, it kind of explains itself. So this, this lady's gonna she's, she's just coming out of this store. Apparently, he's got some bubble tea or whatever he's got. That's what it looks like to me. And he's, he's sipping on it, and he, and, but he's, he comes out. At the end, he talks about it a little bit more. But he, he, he comes out, and he's, they ask him the question, Donald Trump wants to debate you. Are you going to debate, debate the president? Immediately. He wants to debate you immediately. Well, so let's look at this and see what, what happens to say here. Oops, I didn't. Uh, sorry about that. I, I did not. Push the, I pushed the play button and I did not push the, you know, I didn't unmute it, which is kind of important, I guess, if you want to be able to listen to it. So that's, that's what we're going to do here. We're going to put a play this again. Here we go. Donald Trump is ready to debate you right now. Do you accept? He says that on radio. He wants to debate you immediately. Immediately? Yes. Will you debate him? Why would he not want to debate me too? He comes out with this, with this, deviant laugh. He looks away and just kind of, oh, 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 right. Like, I'm going to, I don't, he, he, this is the guy who's going to bring the country together. Why wouldn't he want, why wouldn't he want to debate the guy? If he's such an easy guy to beat, if this guy is such a monster, then get out there and just put it in his face and show, show the world that he's a monster. See, the problem is they've created this Straw man, orange-haired straw man. And they, they don't know what to do with this because now if they, if they allow him to actually debate the president, oh, well, we're going to turn him into a human being instead of just this monster that we've created in our heads. They're, they've got themselves into a corner on it, but they don't care because the media isn't going to stick up for him. So it's, it's, it's a... Let's listen to it again. Thanks, guys. Immediately. Immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will you debate I, him? Why would he not want to debate me, too? You got nothing else to do. You got nothing else to do. <laughs> How worried are you about right, the board? Thanks, guys. guys. What's your message, message to Speaker Johnson? My message to Speaker Johnson is pay attention to what the Senate's doing. We've got a bipartisan deal. So you're going to see the detail of it. This week will be introduced on Wednesday. 
the border. I've been asking since the first thing, first bill I introduced was on the border. We don't have enough agents, we don't have enough folks, we don't have enough judges, we don't have enough folks there. We need Why would you need more? You're tearing down the, the, the entire Texas border is now being covered by the entire Texas National Guard. And you're, and you're trying to rip that out of their hands and tear down their, their blockade. You need, more guard, you need more border agents for that? Is that what you need them for? Be able to take down a razor wire? Yeah. It's, this, folks... This is all smoke and mirrors. This is all a bunch of hogwash. When they say, when they say comprehensive immigration reform, they mean amnesty is what they're talking about. They don't, they don't use the word amnesty. It's a, it's, they, they play these kinds of games all the time. We got we to call it this so it doesn't look so it looks like that. We got to call it the Affordable Health Care Act so, so your insurance rates go flying through the roof. Do you remember how what, everybody was complaining about? Oh, insurance, there's this donut hole. People, there's a lot of people out there who aren't, in, aren't insured. So we got so, so we got, you know, Obamacare in, the Affordable Health Care Act, which the Supreme Court changed in order to get it through the Supreme Court. Thank you, you know, John Roberts, for that. And over the next three years, Health insurance premiums went through the roof. Well, that no, I guess we just need, we, we we need single payer. That's that's why because we, that's because we need single payer. And there's people behind the scenes saying, well, that was the whole purpose of of the, of the Affordable Health Care Act from the very beginning. We knew we needed it because we had to have that because that was our way of getting us to single payer. We, we knew that this wasn't going to work, so we we're going to have a solution at the end was going to be single payer. In other words, government's taking over complete healthcare system. Can you imagine if that would have been in place at the time of the pandemic? It was bad enough the way it was. All right, here we have. Uh, here we're just going to keep. We're just going to keep on going. We're going to keep plowing through this mess, this monstrosity of a train wreck we're watching. Why won't they give me the help all this time? I need help. This, the, I think this is. I'm, I'm going to probably take a clip of this because. Uh, I'm just going to keep playing this over and over. We need help. Why won't they give me the help all this time? And now we need help. Why won't they give me the help? Well, guess what? Everything in that bipartisan bill gives me control, gives us control, without and still meets the needs of the people. Okay, now he goes into he starts going into this thing. I want you to pay attention to what he says because. I have no idea what he's saying. I don't think he knows what he's saying. He just starts to mamble, mamble on here now. He, you know, he's, he's given up his, this is one minute in, and he's already losing his mind. He's just, he's just, his eyes are glazed over. He's just kind of mumbling around. And the people behind him are, and I, and <laughs> I wish I could show you the picture of the guy over his shoulder, about 10 feet away from him, who's a Secret Service, service agent. <laughs> He's just, he has this look of disgust on his face. I'm sorry. I know these guys are up, you know, they, they're trying to be as nonpartisan, apolitical as they can possibly be and just do their jobs. I, I get that. But, oh, my gosh, this guy just looks like he's having a miserable time. Sometimes you just can't hide it. So I'm going to play this again. <laughs> Here he starts to mumble and mamble. Ramble, 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 rambling, rambling guy, R-A-M-B-L-E-Y, rambling guy. Yeah, here we go. 
control, gives us control, without and still meets the needs of the people being able to come across, legally come across. We want to open avenues of legality and shut down the ones that are not coming through the points of entry. So there's a lot we can do. And the one thing I am disappointed in we didn't get done in the Senate piece was I think it's about time that we have all those young people who came and now dreamers. It's ridiculous. Can you imagine you're four years old, your mom says across the river, and says, come on, leave me here. I don't want to go. Come on. What the hell is going on with you? And they become contributing Americans and they're doing a good job and they're decent. It's about time we get a Now, I'm going to I've, have, I've got a few clips about the decent people coming across the border in just a little bit. A couple, a couple other stories and, and what's happening here with the population of some of these cities that are having people. Brains, brains in our head. Uh, so I don't know what that's like. Money for We have these machines. What, what is he talking about? We have these machines and people are screaming about fentanyl. We have these machines that protect against fentanyl. What is he talking about? Uh, what, what context, what's, what's the context here? We have these machines that protect us against fentanyl. Is he talking about machines that scan for fentanyl when they're coming across the border? How do you think, do you think they're bringing them through the port of entry? What, 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 what is he talking about here? Why are you screaming about fentanyl when you got these machines that protect us against fentanyl? He's talking about after people take it? After people overdose on it? After people are dead from it? Deaths are up from fentanyl abuse. It is killing people. Oh, what? Why are you screaming about fentanyl? We got these machines that protect us from fentanyl. What are you talking about? And it's not, you know, I'm not concerned about him as the presidential candidate. I'm concerned about this administration. I'm concerned about the people on the left with these mentalities. Somebody's, somebody's told him this crap. I don't know what he's, I don't know. He's just. How does it feel to have the president of the United States? Yeah. So, and all of a sudden, <laughs> he starts mambling. And now all of a sudden, thanks, everybody. We got to go now. It's, it's, he's, he's not saying thanks. We got to go now. It's his people around him, his, his handlers. Are telling. Thanks, folks. Thanks, everybody. We got to go now. See ya. He's still talking to him. Sixty votes. We're gonna watch. Sixty votes. We're gonna watch. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna stammer off now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Stuff is good. You shouldn't take me up on it. He hasn't even had three sips of that stuff. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my word. Oh. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at this. This is our president, folks. He's the number one representative in our country. The people's choice, folks. But they're not going to let us have a choice. Uh, they would rather have... They would rather take that option away from you. But we have to protect you from your own self. We can't have him running for president. Because Trump, you know, Trump's a, he's going to destroy the country. Can destroy democracy, so we need to take away democracy, so that you can't have democracy. 
And I, and I keep seeing this. And again, folks, this go back in history. Go back to the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even in the early 2000s. The Democrat Party and Democrats were called Democrats and Democrat Party. The only thing that was Democratic in their, in their name was the Democratic National Committee. That's the only thing. Everything else was Democrats. We are the Democrats. You are the Republicans. And now I'm seeing it everywhere. I see everybody saying about the Democrats. Democratic candidate, the Democratic Party, running on the Democrat side, Democratic side, Democratic candidate. There's nothing Democratic about these people. Even in their, especially within their own party. I just, exhibit A, Bernie Sanders. They have always been this way. Now they've got superdelegates, so they can do whatever they want to. Superdelegates are those who are in the pockets of the Clinton administration and whatever other money pockets that there are. Yeah, I, I'm just going to call this Thursday, Thursday Democrat Day. I, guess, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. It's just, I'm just, I'm just upset with these people right now. Trump is talking about going to, uh, speaking of Trump, oh, oh, by the way, let's, let's, let's talk a little bit more about this. These decent people coming across our border. Like the five people who, there was, there was more, more involved actually, but they, they caught five of them. There was five that they were charging. One of them actually got away. They, they finally caught him later. Four, four of them they, they had, I think it was, a, was that three? Or was it, was it six? Pretty sure it was just five. I was going to play this other thing too about Biden and what he talks about the border here, but it's uh, they beat up a couple of officers in in New York City. They got them, put them in jail, let them out within 24 hours. Alvin Bragg, who is the city attorney general or whatever whatever he is, city attorney, prosecuting attorney, he's ignoring he just. It completely ignores anybody in the press. Now he's not, he's not explaining what they're doing, why they did it, or what, what they didn't have enough evidence. They're on video. We're all watching it. They come walking out, walking out of the of the jail, the processing center, or whatever they call it, flipping everybody off, and they take off. They get on, supposedly they got on a bus from some NGO that provided them with tickets non-government agency that provided them with tickets and organization provided them with tickets to get out of, out of town. So, that, so they left, left, left the state, probably got back in Florida. Typically what most of them do is they hang out in Florida and they go to New York to commit their crimes, to steal and rob and, you know, for their income. They go back to Florida. They can't commit crimes in Florida because they get put in jail right away. They wouldn't be out if they had done this in Florida. Just fine, upstanding folks. And then we have the story. This is an interesting story. Video, uh, like a doorbell cam type thing. This person uh, in, I believe this was in New York. Might have been Connecticut. Person is... That, it's, at their, it's their home. It's at their house. And 
they have a flag out front of their house. Now, keep in mind, someone at their house, someone in their family, was killed on October 7th in Israel during the attacks from Hamas. They have a flag. Supposedly it was a pro-Israel flag, but I, the flag I saw looked like an American flag, so I don't know exactly what was going on there. Some guy walked up to the house, took the flag, ripped it down, and was walking off with it. And the owner, the homeowner, went out to confront the guy and got beat up. Now, <clears throat> first of all, I don't, you know, I try to put myself in these people's shoes sometimes. I, what would I have done? I don't know. I, I, I certainly would have gone out to confront the guy. Uh, looking at the way they were fighting, uh, obviously neither one of them were trained at all. I, I, unfortunately, it takes a lot to get me to that point to where I will physically get engaged with, with a person. And I, In fact, I'm a little bit scared to do so only because when I flip that switch, it's, it's all in. I taught self-defense for a long time. And I, I will try to do everything I can to de-escalate a situation and try to talk reasonably to a person. I just, that's just who I am. So that's the way I am. If it gets to the point where there is just an unprovoked attack or some kind of, that, that's not working, that's not going to happen. And it's obvious it's not going to happen. When it's time to take action, I, I'm all in. And I, I may not win, but I'm going to leave a mark. You're going, to, you're going to remember me for the rest of your life. Because I'm not going to talk about it. But I just, I just, there's something you learn when you're studying martial arts. You get up to a certain point where it's not, it's no longer, it's all, all the techniques, it's not about that anymore. You learn all that stuff. You work your way all the way up there. But that's just so that your body responds a certain way at a certain time. It's not about, I know the moves. No, it's, it's about unleashing the, the, the potential you have within you. And there are, I think there are very few, actually, I don't think there are all that many martial artists, especially nowadays. I don't think there are that many martial artists that really understand that that concept, that principle. I see kids getting their, their black belts now, and I'm like, you have no clue. You went through the motions, and you got through, got through the ranks, and did, you have no idea. You're, you're, you're not there. There are people out there on the street, you can punch them right in the face, and they'll just smile at you. Remember the first time I heard that, when I was going, I think I was like a blue belt or a brown, or maybe it was a green belt. And I heard, I heard this guy who was like a fifth degree came in and was doing a seminar. He said, there are guys, you can jump up and kick some, some people right in the face. Sidekick them right in the face. And they're just going to look at you and smile at you. That woke something up inside me at that point. And I'm not, not going to get into that any further. But it's, by the time I had my black belt, I, 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 I got it. Between, between my 
we had, we had three GUPs in the brown belt thing at that time. We had, we had first uh, first brown belt, first GUP, and uh, it was a second GUP and a, and a first GUP, I guess it was. And then, then you had your review board, and there was a time between there when you actually went to get your black belt. It was actually a, more of a ceremony. The review board was intense, and it was intimidating. It was probably the biggest psychological, physical, most intense thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I've done a lot of stuff. And folks, they, people don't go through that anymore in training. I, I don't know. If any, there's hardly any schools that I know of who teach that way anymore. This was back in the, in the 80s early 80s, late 70s. So, onward and upward. We have, we have uh, I'm not saying I'm some kind of tough guy. I'm just saying I know how tough I can be. I know that I can, I, I, I'm not saying I'm, not, I'm, I'm invincible or that, but I, 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 I just know that when, it, when the time comes, if I need to, to flip that switch, I, you know, like I said, I, I'm not saying I'm indefeatable. I just, I'm just saying it's, it's going to get, it's going to get real. There you go. So, uh, we have, uh, one other thing I was going to talk about. Let's, Donald Trump is, is talking about going to New York to have a rally. <clears throat> now, he hasn't had very many rallies in New York. He sees everything in play right now. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts having rallies in California again. I think, he, I think he did have one rally in California in 2020, if I remember right. But California, he, he believes everything's in play right now because you know, was, you know, he's talking about the crime rate there, the, what, what's, how ridiculous things are and how you – know, now, the, the left is blaming Trump. Now, Biden's blaming Trump for the immigration problems. There's this rumor that supposedly Trump has gone around and talked to some of the, the folks in uh, the GOP, told them to don't, don't solve the border problem right now. That's, that's going to be my biggest, my biggest wedge to get it back in the presidency. Now it, what's done is done, folks. This idea that we have – oh, by the way, I was, gonna, I was telling a story about this guy with the thing with the flag – how good these people are, how, how they're, oh, they're great people. They come here and they work. They want to, you know, that's, that's all they want to do. No, no, Joe, Joe, this is, this isn't your grandpa's border issues with the migrant workers from Mexico. This is, we're getting people from the Middle East, China, all over the world here. This guy from, it was a Northern, Northern Africa considers himself a Palestinian. A, he actually calls himself a Gazan. I wish I, I don't know what happened to that video. I had the videos all saved up for this thing. It's out here now. It's Palestinian. From North Africa is what he calls himself. He's a self-styled, whatever he is. He's the guy who went to tear down this flag. Then beat the daylights out of the guy when he tried to get his flag back. Now they caught him. He's facing charges. Surprisingly enough. But 
they'll probably get away with it. Who knows? Of course, now they got this issue with the, you know, the police in New York. This, this causes all kinds of problems. Let, 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 they let these guys go, and now you've got all kinds of issues because now what you've got is you've got this, the problem of the police themselves are like, well, no, now we don't want to do anything. Why should we bother doing anything? Why should we put our, our, hang our neck? They were just, I think they were trying to stop somebody from doing something or whatever they were trying to do, and they get, end up getting beat up to, you know, like this. Um, crimes against uh, the, the assaults against police officers have gone up from, from 2022, or 20, uh, 20, I'm sorry, 20, yeah, 2022 to 2023. 2022, the assaults were like 1,800, I think, for the year. 2023, assaults were up almost 400 more, almost 500 more, actually. To 20, it's like, it's like 2,200 or 2,300 almost. Gone up that much. Huge percentage in, in just one year in New York. And those are the ones we know about. Yeah, so let's... let's uh, One more, I'm going to want to play this one last clip here. How much time we got? We got, we got a little while. Uh, let's talk about, let's talk about something else. Cause this is, this is Joe Biden. I'm just going to play this real quick. It's a minute and 21 seconds. If this is, uh, my border security law would let me shut down the border right now and fix it, fix it quickly. Folks, we're making real progress. One of the most important issues we're facing, security at the border. The first bill I introduced was for a massive change in security at our border. This is the case, my brother. My team beginning to work with a bipartisan group of senators put together the toughest, smartest. He's reading us straight from a teleprompter. The best one the nation's ever seen. We finally provide the funding I requested early on and again in October to secure our borders. It includes an additional 1,300 border patrols. We need more agents on the border. 375 immigration judges to judge whether or not someone can come or not come and be fair about it. 1,600 asylum officers and over 100 cutting-edge inspe inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming across our southwest border. It also gives me as president the emergency authority to shut down the border until it could get back under control. If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. A bipartisan bill would be good for America and help fix our broken immigration system. What? Why? Why would he shut down the border if that were passed? Why can't he shut down the border now? Well, I don't have the power. I don't have the power. I need the power. Well, you had the power to open it up. It's a bunch of lies. And most of the funding has nothing to do with the border. These judges, hiring these judges has nothing to do. It's, it's, well, to determine whether or not they should come in or be allowed to come in or not. No, that's not the way this works, Joe. You apply for asylum, the first port of entry that you leave your country from, not the first port of entry in the U.S. Somebody coming from Africa goes to the next country or wherever, goes to the, wherever they go, they, they can probably go right to their, straight to the embassy in that country and apply for asylum and wait out your term there. Don't come here and wait 10 years, which is actually what they're doing. They're 10 years, folks. 
10 years. They come here, they get a, a court date that's 10 years away. Now, what's going to happen? Okay, well, they're going to raise kids. And then, of course, they're going to have anchor babies. They're going to say, well, I can't leave now because that's what, that's what he was talking about. He was coming out of that little bubble tea shop. He's, he, well, somebody, somebody whose kid is four, four years old, I got to tell, well, you know, I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to go back with you across the board. In other words, if we deport these people, we can't deport them after this. We've had kids that have grown up here. Kids aren't going to want to leave. We can't, we can't send these kids back. These are dreamers. These are dreamers. They, they, have, they have a dream. Well, uh, who enabled all this crap? We could have taken in much more, many more people if we would have just brought them in legally. But no. You, you overwhelm the system, you overwhelm everything by bringing in illegal aliens. They're not here legally. They're, I'll tell you what, if I was the judge, I'd just, be, I'd just look at him and go, no, 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 no. I, I have a million no's here in the closet. I'm going to pull them all out and just keep you all from coming in. Because you know what? You're all coming across the border illegally. None of you have the right to be here. Apply for it. Go someplace and apply for, the, for, for citizenship and we'll, we'll talk about it. Or a visa or whatever, however it is you want to get in here. But you're, you're going to, we're going to know who you are coming across this border. The guy who beat up the guy with the flag, by the way, he was let out. And again, guess what he did? Flipped off the cameras. Throw his butt out of this country. You come here with that kind of an attitude. Excuse me, but that's not what we need here. Tell me you're going to grow up to be a fine, outstanding citizen who's just going to pick my crops. Whatever. We are being lied to and we are being invaded, folks. I guarantee you. What concerns me the most is this, whoever the next president is, I don't know who it's going to be. Whoever ends up running in November, November, whoever whoever wins this thing is going to have a massive, massive problem on their hands. If Donald Trump wins in the fall, the left's heads are going to pop off. They're, they're, oh, he's oh he's gonna he's a dictator. No, no, he was elected. Just because you don't like him, all of a sudden he's somebody that's this danger to democracy, even though he was duly elected. Well, he cheated. The Russians helped him. Blah, 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 whatever. Trucker Carlson went over there and told Vladimir Putin he's got to help us get truck, tr- Trump back in office because we're racist and misogynist and blah, whatever. I t- t- this happened to me just the other day. I, this, I made a comment. This, this, I guess this one, was it the Philippines? Was somebody, somebody overseas. Very racist country, by the way. And this, this gal was uh, Ukrainian or I think she's from Ukraine. Ran for, she was in this beauty pageant and she won Miss, whatever it was, Cambodia or whatever it was, I don't know, some Asian country. She won. And the, the outrage, well, there's a whole lot more to this story. People didn't like her being 
because she wasn't traditionally Philippine or whatever she, whatever she was. I think it was Philippines. She wasn't Filipino. Well, then we find out one of the biggest problems was she was having an affair with a married man who happened to be, I think, a judge on the, on the, in the process or whatever it was. I don't, somehow he's related to the, to the, to the pageant. And so, so they went after her. Well, she apologized to the people and to everybody, and she stepped down. She stepped down. She gave up her crown, her, her tiara, whatever, whatever was she She gave it up. And I made the comment, well, did she apologize to the people and she apologized to the committee, but did she apologize to the, this guy's wife? She, at first, she, she claimed she didn't know he was married. Then she admitted about two days later, she admitted she knew, she knew who he was married when, he, when she was having me when she got involved in the relationship. And so I, I said something about, I, just, I made the comment, well, she apologized to all these people. Did she apologize to, to, the, to this guy's wife? I got pounced on for saying that. That's such a misogynistic thing to do. He didn't apologize to her. I'm like, all I was talking about was the comment that, that they made about her. I, I was, I was not talking. Yes, absolutely. Why would you think that he shouldn't be apologizing and working things out with his wife? That's a whole different ball game. Nobody said anything about him apologizing to anybody. He may have apologized to his wife. I don't know. All it said was he apologized to the committee and to the people. I'm just talking about her side of it. I was called a misogynist because that's all I talked about. Obviously, this is on the man. That goes without saying. He, he absolutely knew he was married and still pursued this lady. And she knew it too. So she's also guilty. However, there are people like, oh, I don't know, people in power who maybe have influence and power and mesmerizing power over somebody else. I don't know that I really blame Monica Lewinsky for what happened in the Oval Office. Yeah, it was her fault. She made, she made, she made the wrong decisions. She, think about the intoxication she was under with this guy, the president of the United States, I, she, she really, she believed she was going to be his, her, her, she, that he was going to divorce her and going to divorce Hillary and marry her. She actually believed that. That's the kind of power and influence that this, you want to talk about a pig. Have we ever heard De Niro come out and say that about Bill Clinton, who for 12 years had an affair with Jennifer Flowers, admitted to it. All kinds of other women and other women who say they were forced. And it was worse. They had dates and times and everything else. And you don't see any lawsuits for $83.3 million dollars civil trials, laws being changed so they can open up things with statutes of limitation so they can go after somebody. You don't see that happening to Bill Clinton, do you? 
and there was more than one. There was at least four who were very credible. There were even state police officers who were willing to testify because they were in charge of guarding him during this time. They knew what was going on. I'm just saying. No one's above the law. It's just, it, it just sickens me the way they blind their eyes to something else and they, just, they don't call out the hypocrisy. I'm not saying Trump's a perfect dude. He's had indiscretions. Absolutely he has. I just get sick of the way they treat somebody and look away for the next guy. It just, it just, I think it's just disgusting. I need the power. I need the power. I, I shut down the border tomorrow and fix it. No, you wouldn't. You'd, say, you'd, you'd tell us again the next day you'd be telling, oh, the border's secure now. You've been telling us the border's secure for the last three years. Three million people coming across it. That's secure. The border is secure. Uh, by the way, uh, when Kamala Harris went down to South America, where, wherever she went, South, South Central America, where, wherever she was, made this speech, the famous speech where she's in this room and she says, you know, we've heard her say, don't come. Don't come. She's talking about how, you know, she shouldn't come here because we're not, you know, don't come, don't come. I, I know a little bit about sound, okay? I, now, I was listening to the recording of this. I've listened to it several times because I, I just by, by default because you just, it's been in the news. I remember this. There was nobody else in the, cam in, the sh in the camera shot. They never panned away to any kind of people where she was sitting in a room or standing in a room speaking, and there was no other, there's no audience. Who's she talking to? I don't believe anybody else was in the room other than the cameraman. And here's, how, here's why I think that. When you fill a room with people, I, there's... There was a church one time I was working with, and I was working on their sound system, and, and uh, we had this guy come in, and he was really good with, with sound. And I, this is kind of where I learned a lot about sound, actually, was this whole process of putting in a sound system in, this, in our church. And it, the, the whole technology fascinated me to the point where – this was back in the day when – before digi the digital age, when we did – hardly anybody had a digital soundboard. It was this, digital soundboards were unheard of back then, especially for churches because they were ridiculously expensive. So it was all analog. And this guy had this sound generator. This before, you know, now I can pull up my iPhone, literally analyze the, the sound in a room. And walk around with it and, so, and show, show where the frequencies are, what, what's happening with the frequencies. This, the, uh, this particular setup, he had a sound generator. Now, this church was uh, in the, pro they'd built this new building, built a new sanctuary. They connected it onto the other, part, other half of, the, of, their, of their church building. And the way that thing was designed, it was kind of a weird-shaped 
room and they had – the floor still had, wasn't carpeted. It was all cement and they had uh, metal chairs in there. And of course, when it was full, it was like, there was like 500 people that would come into the service. And when it was full, the sound was very, very different than when there was, when there was people in there. In fact, there was a frequency. He, 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 he was going through all these different frequencies and playing them, and then he would shut it off and listen to the room, and he would you know, see what was happening with each frequency, what was happening. There was one frequency he would, he would play over the sound system. And after he would shut it off, you play it for like two seconds, shut it off, and you could literally hear the chairs ringing for about four or five seconds after he shut the sound off. That, 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 there was just a frequency where every, it hit every chair and it made every chair ring afterwards. There were metal folding chairs. There were other frequencies he could hit that you heard this rumble. It was like a building rumble. He didn't increase the volume, but it just continued to get louder. Almost, almost disturbingly so. Like it, would, it was kind of a, a, like almost like a sickening feeling you got in your stomach. When it's, it's, oh, this is getting really uncomfortable in the room as he was playing it. It's one frequency. It was a, low, it was a lower modular frequency. Just, just things like, just amazing to me. When she was speaking in that room, there was nobody else in that room. The echo that I heard was that hollow echo, high frequency echo that you hear when there's nobody else in the room and you're just talking to nobody. People absorb sound. If there would have been 20 people there, it would have sounded different. There's probably maybe one or two. There weren't enough to absorb any sound because of the way the echo was happening in that room. Just saying. It was all for the cameras. So we have um, all this stuff going on. Now, I want to leave you with this one last thing. <laughs> this, is about, this is almost two minutes long as well. I'm not sure how much of this is. Uh, this is the press conference room in Ducey. Yes. <laughs> Karine Jean-Pierre, KJP. Uh, a question about Biden's mental health. <laughs> she gets all flustered, all ticked off, pretty much says, just gives this weird, stupid answer. Of course, she's got her, she's got her raggedy Ann hairdo going on again. She's, this, this woman is so incompetent, it's unbelievable. And it's, of course, they can't get rid of her now because she's a, diversity hire, so she, they can't do anything about this. But here she is. <laughs> Here's Peter Ducey. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to play it. Thank you. So you guys talk a lot, including today, about how the border wouldn't be such a big deal if Congress would have just passed your immigration bill on day one. Who was in charge of Congress on day one? So it's been three years. It's been three, three whole years. More than three years. More than a thousand days. More than a thousand days. And look, this is a difficult issue, obviously. This is a difficult issue. Was it a difficult issue three years ago? Congress has to act, right? Congress, Democrats, Republicans have to act. But in those three years, it is true that Republicans have gotten in the way. They just have, Peter. No, no. Let's, first of all, First two years, who owned the house? 
Republicans didn't get in the way the first two years. Uh, is anybody is anybody going to call her out on that? They had the House and the well, almost had the Senate. They had the House the entire first two years of Biden's term. They have constituency. Consistently, consistently, a broken system. The broken system. It's a broken system. It was working for four years. What was broken about it four years ago? That's what they've done. They've gotten in the way and trying to get more border patrol. Blame the Republicans. Blame, blame, blame. Not our fault. This, this all happened. They've gotten in the way and actually trying to fix what's happening. The challenges at the border. They did. So I mean, the, they the voted. Democrats They've actually voted. The years, no it has. I'm not saying that Democrats have not been in control the first two years. That's not what oh, I'm saying. I'm oh, saying oh, House oh. Republicans have got in the way. They have. They have purposefully gotten in the way in trying to fix what's happening at the border. Okay. And how is President Biden ever going to convince the three quarters <laughs> of voters part. who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas? <laughs> You should see the, the lady behind it, Ducey, is biting her lip, going, oh, boy, she's, oh, brother, oh, oh. So you can tell she's a left-winger, and she's like, oh, I don't want to hear this. Oh, this is going to be difficult. Story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996. Let's, 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 let's listen to this again. Biden ever going to convince the three-quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay, even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, what? sir. What is We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Mich Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Go ahead. Go ahead. You saw the president in Arizona. You saw him in California. You saw him in Michigan. I'll just leave it there. What? 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 What does that have to do? What? <laughs> I just happened to freeze this, and Douchey's just sitting there going, he's looking over at his colleagues over to his right. He's like, with his hands up in the air, like, uh, what? What did she just say? <laughs> all, these, all these people in the front row are looking down. Just looking down. <laughs> Nobody. It's like, oh my gosh, they're all, <laughs> they're all just, oh goodness gracious. And it's like, it's like, oh my, <laughs> I'm not going to go that rabbit hole of you. <laughs> oh, so, uh, by the way, I have just joined the, uh, Robert Govea club. He has a, uh, his show, the Watching the Watchers, Robert Govea. You spell his name G O U V E I A. G O U V E I A. Robert Govea. Look him up on YouTube if you have a chance. He's really worth following. Uh, he does a really good job of the analysis of all these court cases that are happening around the, around the country. Not just not just stuff with Trump. Right, right now, of course, Trump is the big deal. But uh, there's all kinds of other court cases. He'll, he's a he's a defense attorney, and he is actually he started in with this whole. Uh, YouTube channel thing right about the time COVID started happening. Well, well, even about the time that the whole thing with Trump started happening. And he's just, he's got gained, gained so much popularity, he's actually gone 
out of the practice now. He's just completely doing YouTube stuff. Folks, I'll try to have a live show tomorrow at 9 o'clock a.m. Friday. God bless. Have a great day.